Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lant. I'm your host, James Lantman. And my guest right now is Mrs. Crystal Nunn Henry. She's the creator of Round the Way Mom blog. Thank you, Mrs. Henry, for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, James. Uh, the first question I wanted to know, I mean, I follow your blog. I, I do the best I can to follow it. It's a great blog, by the way. Thank you. Um, what inspired the Round the Way blog? So I, I jokingly said to my son, he is now seven. Um, we happen to be talking about it. He he will read it. He will go on his tablet and he knows the web address. And he asked me something and I said to him, well, there would not be an around the way mom if it wasn't for you. So he kind of paused and looked at me and he said, for real? And I said, yeah, think about it around the way mom. And so he said, yeah, you know what? I'm the reason for your blog. <laughs> so I said, <laughs> you know, you really are. The idea came shortly after he was born, a couple years into it, and I really wanted to think about a way to to like to to really chronicle my experience as a first time mom. And I thought about writing, and I'm not a writer by trade. You know, it's something that I always felt like I did well in high school and in college. And so I said, you know what, why not do it? And if I do it about my own experience, then, you know, I will be my own worst critic and I can just put out, you know, kind of my everyday experiences or some big or small things that happen along the way. So that's where it came from. Wow. Because I always was wondering, I mean, I kind of gathered that, but I was like, man, I mean, I love the blog. Like, I know it caters to moms, but mm -hmm. even though, you know, I'm not a mother, but I'm a parent, and there's some things that I read in the blogs that I actually can relate to. Yeah, that's really good to know. And my, my husband reads it. I know several other men who are fathers and some who are not, who um, who read it and who will share some of the same feedback. So I initially, I kind of struggled with, you know, what what audience I was really catering to. Obviously, I'm a mom and I really wanted to talk to the moms and not that I wanted to ever shun the dads or not include them. You know, it's like I will, obviously I'm writing a little bit more to the mom and that if dads or other men can get something from it, I'm all for it. Yeah, I definitely think they can. I mean, it's, it's I know it's tough to like try to decide which audience you're going to cater to, but I think I think the reader, if they just, you know, approach it with an open mind, you know, they'll find those. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I wanted you mentioned the husband. Um, you get, you both have had a, a nice, long, successful marriage. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, how has your per the, um, both of your parents have had um, your 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 parents have been married full time, and his parents have been married for a long time. How does that impact your view of marriage? It it really it 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 has inspired us a whole lot. Um, my dad passed in 2010, so prior to that, my parents have been married for 40 years, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. And uh, my husband's parents have been married for 49 years. Next year, they'll be celebrating 50 years of marriage, and it really has helped both of us and I, I think I can you know feel safe in saying this for my husband but it's helped both of us to see how two people can come together and can sustain life and can create life and can you know weather life storms together and you know I'm 
no, being a child, you know, from my parents, I've been able to see some of their struggles and some of them I haven't because I'm not a part of their, I was not a part of their marriage. And the same thing for my in-laws, you know, I can see some things, but then other things obviously are just between a husband and a wife, but it's, it really has helped us to be able to see that marriage works, that marriage is a good thing. And that it's something that we aspire to have is a healthy, strong and, and long marriage. Yeah, I'm sure that's a blessing because it's like you have a you have a solid example to look at. I mean, you're talking about 50 years. So yes. that's a lot of storms that they had to weather. <laughs> yes, it is. And some that we will never ever know about, you know. And, and we're not supposed to know about them. As long you, as they got you're right. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're now, I know, right. I know after um you attended um Towson, correct? Towson. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know after that, you ended up relocating to Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, most people, when they see Baltimore, they think of crime, the mm -hmm. wire, et cetera. But in your eyes, your view, how would you describe Baltimore? I think Baltimore is a very vibrant city. And growing up an hour away um, from PG County, you know, it, you may think an hour is not a long time, but it's two different worlds. It really is in two different worlds in a good way um, on both sides. And I like Baltimore. I like the history that is present here. I like the diversity that's present amongst the different neighborhoods. It, you know, different neighborhoods have their own um, their own culture, their own vibe, their own, you know, like ties and roots to the city. And, I have been, you know, living here now and a homeowner now for close to 12 years. This year will be the 12th year. And I, I cannot, um, I can't say that it's been a bad decision whatsoever. I think that my family was surprised that I was not going to move back home. And I think my dad was a little bit upset. Matter of fact, I know he was a little bit upset, but I, I really felt, I felt a strong connection to the city while I was at Towson. I started to volunteer with a, um, with a nonprofit and I later got a job there and that opened up my eyes to ways that I could help to support the efforts of the city through education, through nonprofit work through community work and I grew attached and you know that's what's really kept me here is the fact that I believe in the city regardless of what happens you know it, it's not as any other major city you know it's not without its fair share of, of issues and it's not without its fair share of successes and I think that's where it really gets a bad rap you know lately it's been in the news because of the president um, and Elijah Cummings going back and forth and the president taking some pretty big jabs at the city but you can say what he said about Baltimore toward any major city um, and I also you know really believe that what he's missing and what he really did miss is um the beauty in the city and the vibrancy and, and the rich history and the fact that, you know, not being from here, I can see that the people who are born and raised here really are extremely resilient and that doesn't come without challenges and it doesn't come without success. So I'm proud to be a resident of Baltimore city. I'm proud to say that I live here. I'm proud to be a taxpayer. I'm proud to be somebody who works very hard every day with, with young people and with families to make a difference and to make an impact here. 
Man, it sounds like you have really adopted and accepted Baltimore as your home. <laughs> I, it, it is. And eventually it will be someplace that, you know, prayerfully I will live longer here than I will have lived in PG County. Well, how you long did I mean? you live like, in PG County? I mean, I was born and raised there. So when I left to come to Towson, I was 17 years old and I did not, and I came back for a couple of breaks, but essentially I left when I was 17. And I have been here, you know, if you want to say a taxpayer, you know, I, when I finished college in 2002, I've been here. So really it's been 17 years since I've been here. Yeah. So it will eventually be more time here than it will be spent living in PG County. And the reality is it's been longer. I mean, when you, I I know you can look at the calendar, but the bottom line is you you became a woman in Baltimore. That's what you developed. You're absolutely right. I became a mother. I became, you are right about that. Now, I know I've read your blog. Um, One of the first blogs that I read of yours, you mentioned how you always take therapy, how therapy has helped you in everyday life. I wanted you to elaborate on that more. So I decided to go to therapy after my dad passed in 2010, more out of a response to my grief at that time. And I um, went to a therapist. I had a couple of sessions with him. I wasn't really vibing with him all the way. And I, I stopped. And I did not make a decision to go back until uh, close to, I want to say close to two years ago, I decided to go back. And it was more around me trying to figure out you know, some, some major decisions I was um, going to be making concerning my job and my career and things with the blog. And I was just kind of feeling like I wanted another opinion. I wanted somebody else to, to be able to consult with about my life. And I went and I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I have since found a different therapist. And I, I really look at it as my own time to, you know, like discuss some things that are kind of swirling around in my head with somebody who is unbiased and who, you know, literally is paid to listen to me um, and to offer me some suggestions. And it also doesn't come without challenges because I think what some people may have a misconception about therapy is that it is a quote unquote fix. Like, okay, if something is wrong, if I'm upset, if I'm grieving, if I'm having a difficult time in my life, I'm just going to go to therapy and that's going to be the fix. It's going to fix me. And that is, that, that can't be further from the truth. And anytime I talk to somebody about it, I'm very honest in saying, don't go and think that you don't have to do something. No, you don't have to, you know, physically do something in the moment, but you're going to have to think like you're going to have to implement changes. You're going to have to, you know, like listen and actually use the suggestions because if not, then you're wasting your time. And that's, that's where that statement of do the work really comes from because just the other day, matter of fact, I I had my session yesterday and she said to me, you know, it seems like these like lessons and patience keep coming up in your life. And I was just like, what? And she said, and you're not getting the message. And I was like, what? (laughs) And so I kind of felt like, Patience, Crystal. I know, and she and and but again, she 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 picked up on that from me going to her for quite some time, and from hearing some things that are a constant theme that I can be impatient, that I may want to you know not extend grace to other people the same way that I wanted 
you know, extended to myself. But again, she challenged me and she's like, okay, this is what I need you to do. I need you to listen. I need you to be patient. I need you to do this. Da, da, da. And so again, when, when I see her again in three weeks, it's going to be like, okay, now let's check in about the previous session and let's see where you are with some things. And I'm going to, I, I really have been thinking about that even today and saying, okay, let me be more conscious. Let me make more of a conscious effort to really implement the changes that, that we talked about, because I don't want to keep doing, I don't want to keep being as impatient as I have been. So you, you also, I, also in that, that same blog, you mentioned like taking time for yourself, like doing right. You know, you you mm-hmm. you you recognize being a mom is important, but you've also seen to recognize, which is good, that you need to take time for yourself. Like I remember you mentioning something about like spa days mm-hmm. and brunches. Talk to us more about that, like how important you feel it is. So just, to, I mean, the kind of I'm not really separate from being a mom, but just understand mm-hmm. that the role of motherhood and how sometimes you do need to take a break. Yeah, if if I don't if I don't prioritize and take care of Crystal, honestly nobody else is because if I'm not if I'm not right, then I'm not going to be able to be right for my husband, for my household, for my son and they can tell when I need to just take a moment to myself. That moment could be, I got to get up and go to the gym. Or that moment could be, I need to, you know, kind of go to bed early. Or I need to, you know, sit and read. Or I need to just just let me kind of cook in the kitchen by myself for a moment to just gather my thoughts. And it is important to be able to take some time for yourself because, you know, as, as a parent, we spend so much time worried about so many other things. And at the end of it all, who's worried about us? And so as a mom, I'm like, you know what? If I am not taking care of myself, then I am going to be nothing for for anybody. And it's hard. And it, it really does require that I take like that I really do make time to really think about it and to plan it out. And maybe I say, okay, on Sunday, these are like the two things that I'm going to focus on doing, you know, for myself this week. And again, it's like, I gotta, I have to, for myself, be intentional about it so that it just doesn't get left up to, you know, chance or just left up to happenstance. You know what I mean? The way that I plan out how I'm going to do laundry on Tuesday and how I'm going to make sure that I cook dinner on this day, I have to also make sure that I'm planning and thinking about how I'm going to take care of myself outside of the regular everyday kind of stuff. Cause that's the kind of stuff that I do for my husband, the kind of stuff that I do for my son, but I'm not thinking about myself like that all the time. And I'm left out there to just kind of just be hanging out there. And I realized yeah. that that wasn't good. Yeah, it's definitely good um, to just take time, you know, for yourself. Cause, man, like you said, if, if you don't take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, one thing, this I also found this fascinating, especially in this thing time. You and your husband, you came to a decision to have one child. Mm-hmm. How did you guys, you know, some, sit down and come to that decision? Because that's pretty unique. He, I, I mean, I think that he kind of led it, honestly. He was he was very clear from the very beginning, even before, I want to say maybe even before we 
officially knew that we were having a boy. You know how some men are like, oh, I got to have a boy or I got to have a son. <laughs> you know, he, um, I, I asked him this a little while ago and he said it did not matter to him if it was a girl or a boy. He just, he just wanted one, you know, and wow. I, I struggled with that for a little bit, maybe in the first two, even three years, um, especially very early on where I really felt the itch, like, okay, now is the best time. Now's the best time. Let's just do it. And then yeah. the, then the, as, as Trey got older and now he's seven, I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm totally done now. You know, I'm, I'm totally done unless it is divine intervention. It's not happening, you know. So there was, so there was, a, so there was a desire to have more. Than it one was, time. yeah. It came from me. It didn't come from him. It came from, it came from me. And then as I started to really think about it some more, I was like, yeah, maybe I don't really. So I did kind of, <laughs> you know. I'm, I, and and you know what? Honestly, um, Trey really in, initially he asked about a sibling, but it has not been something in the past several years that he has even brought up. Honestly, I mean, there are definitely times when I wish I did have another child because we are his playmates constantly. But, you know, I'm like, you know, (laughs) to have to add up, you know, school, school, uh, school prep times two and, you know, daycare and aftercare and all that stuff times two and activities. I start doing the math on it and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. You know, it's funny. You know, one of the reasons I found that so interesting because you know I'm in that same boat mm-hmm. and and ironically our kids are the same age mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like you know Mia she does ask for a sibling at times and, and I'm not gonna lie it's rough because like you said you know you're their play it's like you're their playmate yeah like their, you're their parent and a sibling and it's tough right mm-hmm. it's, it's tough um I don't know um we'll decide the only the only thing is if we was to have another child, then we're almost going to be back in that same position in about four or five oh, years. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. Because my sister and I are seven years apart. And the plan, you know, my mother told me was to have another one in between. But that didn't um, that didn't come to pass. But, you know, being seven years apart, we we were we were not growing up you know, really together, you know what I mean? Because when she was in high school, of course, I was in elementary school and it was just a little different. So then once she left um, and moved out uh, after college, then I was just in the house, you know, by myself. So it really, I mean, we did have several years, uh, many years growing up together, but it still was, you know, a, a significant age gap. Yeah, I think it seems like that relationship doesn't really develop until you both become adults. Right? You're right. You're right. It sure didn't because it was different. You know what I mean? I was always looked at as uh, what was it? Uh, Kim's little sister. You know what I mean? And it right. It wasn't until I became an adult when the dynamic really changed. Well, I mean, it's something that, you know, me and my wife discussed. and You know, we're just going to have to pray about it and see what happens because I mean it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of torn because I kind of understand where you know my, my, sister, my, um, my daughter's coming from my wife coming from but you know it, 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 like you said the finances the time yeah. and, and, and me and my daughter she takes up a lot of time a lot of finances I mean mm-hmm. got, like right now you know you're paying for summer care that's not cheap she mm-hmm. does dance and she needs swim lessons and mm-hmm. 
She she just finished writing out her birthday list. That thing took up half of she was paid for. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, we'll see what God has for us. I, I know. That's what I told Trey. I used to jokingly say, go ahead and put it on your prayer list. I say, because it's not on mine. Go ahead and put so it do, on yours. Do you set up like little like like you you set up like friends for him to play with stuff like that? Or does he kind of yes. like independent? No, both. So he does not uh, have a problem being in the house and playing by himself. There are lots of times when he may want to play or bring his toys or tablet or, you know, do whatever while I'm in the kind of come into the same space where I am. Um, but then he does have a cluster of friends that he's really close with. So we are active in our church. So it is not uncommon for me to bring somebody home, you know, after church when they kind of set up a little secret play date and then beg the parents to let them come over, which I don't, I don't mind at all. So just like last week, it was um, the premiere of that movie, Descendants 3. And so we had two friends come over. One came home with us from summer camp. The other one, um, the parent brought them over and they sat up and had, you know, a whole play date and watching a movie. And I like that because, and actually these, these other two kids are, um, one has a sibling. Actually, they both have siblings, but they are um, there's some, there's some age gaps. So, you know, it, it's essentially like they're, they don't have anybody right now to kind of grow up with simultaneously. So it gives them all a chance to hang out and it's, and it's, it's, it's free childcare. And so to speak for me, you know, <laughs> especially if it's a kid who I am very familiar with and who's been over here before, I don't have to give you the lay of the land, you know, don't go here. Don't touch that. Be careful with this. Here's the bathroom sort of thing. You know, if it's a kid that is familiar with the house, I can just be quiet and they can play and I can just be listening out for if I need to, you know, intervene or not. Yeah, so I, I don't mind think- that. I've definitely been networking more with the dads mm-hmm. in this area. And so far, I got like two who, mm-hmm. who in the same situation. Yeah, so I'm like, you know what? Let's just make this work. And yep. we'll we'll figure it out. And, and when God decides something different, then mm-hmm. we'll go with that. Yep. So I wanted to close with um your brand. Again, I love the brand. I love what you're doing. Um, What do you see as the ultimate goal for Around the Way Mom? really would like for Around the Way Mom to be a hub, um, a hub that that encompasses several different things. So I also dabble in um, some, some different graphic design with some social media management. So I would like there to be a graphic design arm, um, a social media management arm. I want it to be an arm of the blog. I would like it to be an event arm, but really a hub for um, for moms and for women to be able to to find a community of people that they can be able to rely on um, for support, for ideas, for um, for a number of different you know things that they're looking for. So that's that's ultimately what I would like to see. Well, seeing the well, remembering you from high school, I'm really happy to see the woman you developed into. Congratulations! Thank you. And like I said, I love the blog. I continue to follow it. And um, I'm sure you got greater things ahead. So I just want to take the time to say, you know, congratulate you again. And thank you for taking the time to do this because I know as a mom and as and as a, a, a person who's 
growing their brand. I know how precious your time is. So I thank you for sharing it with me. Thank you, James. I appreciate it. Is there, um, did you want to put out the information for us, for those listeners to follow you on social media? You can find the blog um, right now is the, the website address is www.aroundthewaymom.com. And I am active on Facebook. It's Around the Way Mom um, hyphen Crystal Nunn. Crystal Henry. Nunn is my maiden name. Uh-oh. And then um, yeah, on Instagram. That. I know. Very quickly, <laughs> right? <laughs> we don't want Mr. Henry be upset. Please. I know. That. No, when you, because you, cause you said high school. And so I was just thinking about high school. And of course, you know, I was, I was Crystal Nunn then. So, um, and then on Instagram, it is at Round the Way Mom. So I am active on all of those different outlets. Well, again, I want to thank you for doing this. Um, and I want to thank everyone who took the time to listen to this episode. And you all have a great day.